Welcome to the Advancing Surgical Care Podcast, brought to you by ASCA, the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association. ASCA represents the interests of outpatient surgery centers of every specialty and provides advocacy and resources to assist them in delivering safe, high-quality, cost-effective patient care. As with all of ASCA's communications, please check to make sure you are listening to or viewing our most up-to-date podcasts and announcements. Hello and welcome to the Advancing Surgical Care podcast brought to you by the Ambulatory Surgery Center Association, or ASCA. My name is Bill Pranis. I'm ASCA CEO and the host of this episode. We're recording today at the ASCA Conference and Expo in Dallas, Texas. My guest today is Michael Patterson, the outgoing ASCA president and CEO of Mississippi Valley Health in Davenport, Iowa. For the past two years, Michael has helped ASCA by leading us through the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic, so we're very pleased to have him with us this week as we return to in-person meetings. Before joining Mississippi Valley Health, Michael held a variety of positions in healthcare, ranging from a registered nurse in a level one trauma center to the chief administrative officer of a 350-bed community hospital and chief nurse executive of a three-hospital healthcare system. Michael also served for more than 23 years in both the active and reserve components of the U.S. Navy and was deployed multiple times to provide trauma care around the world before retiring with full honors in 2012, and we thank him for that service as well. And with that introduction, Michael, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate the opportunity to visit with you for a bit. Michael, as I mentioned a moment ago, we had you on the podcast back in 2019 to share some experiences and insights that you had at Mississippi Valley Health as one of the early pioneers of performing total joint replacement surgeries in an ASC setting. Since then, we've seen continuous growth in the number of these procedures and forecasts that say these trends are likely to accelerate even faster in the years ahead. We've also seen improvements in anesthesia and post-operative pain management and some really fascinating advances in the use of robotics. So there's obviously a lot to talk about since our last podcast. Let's start by looking at some of the trend lines I just mentioned. What can you tell us about future demand for hip and knee replacement procedures, as well as the prospect for additional shoulder surgeries moving outpatient? Bill, the trends are uh, continuing to arise uh, as predicted. 2022, uh, we saw a 37% increase, and uh, the prediction of uh, by 2026, we're going to see a 51% increase in outpatient total joint replacement. I think that uh, you know this is uh, uh, going to continue well beyond uh, the next several years. And uh, Medicare is predicted to spend uh, a, a significant amount of money, almost fifty billion, on total joint replacement by twenty thirty. Wow! Um, you know, we we can talk about the volume um, that's predicted of uh, somewhere close to between three and three and a half million total joint procedures being done. And uh, as everyone's probably aware, uh, 2020 knees uh, were now allowed in the surgery center, Um, 2021 hips allowed in the surgery center. And we're excited about the opportunity for shoulders. Uh, We we see a lot of those still going to the the hospital. And uh, we think there's an absolute place for that in the surgery center. We do them for commercial patients. And I think it's the next evolution. And uh, I have a lot of orthopedic surgeons that are really looking forward to seeing the ability to do those procedures in in an ambulatory surgery setting. Well, an added benefit of having that volume of procedures that you just mentioned moving to the AAC is that we're now getting and will continue to get a considerable amount of quality data 
and patient satisfaction scores on which to draw some very reliable conclusions about the safety and outcomes associated with outpatient total joint procedures. So first, what can you tell us about total joint replacement quality data that you're seeing and how ASCs compare to other sites of care? And second, how are the advances in postoperative pain management affecting outcomes and patient satisfaction scores? So Mississippi Valley Surgery Center, located in Davenport, Iowa, we're the only advanced certified AAAHC accredited ortho and spine facility in the state. Uh, So we have a deep dive into our quality data and we take a look at that against national data. So for instance, let's just talk about infections. The national average is about two and a half percent of patients undergoing total joint replacement will come down with some sort of an infection. At our particular facility at Mississippi Valley Surgery Center, our rate is 0.2%. Wow. And, uh, you know, we're really proud of that. The other piece of that is net promoter score. It's an indicator of uh, whether or not someone, a patient or a customer will recommend or refer their friends and family and others uh, to your facility. And currently our net promoter score for just our total joint patient population is at 99 out of 100. That's impressive. And uh, we, uh, our, our physicians love working in the surgery center. Our patients love getting care in the surgery center. We have a mixed model now where some patients go home same day. And we also have the ability to keep some patients overnight. And uh, just depending on that particular patient um, and what they decide in conjunction with the surgeon makes those decision uh, uh, capability of are they going to stay or are they going to go? And uh, we found a lot of success working through that. I think the other significant piece of quality in an ambulatory surgery center is a nurse navigator. We have two full-time ortho nurse navigators that walk all of our total joint and our spine patients through every step of their procedure. Preoperatively, they're there to meet them on the day of surgery, and then they talk to them postoperatively to assess and to figure out if there's any issues that they're having and how do we rectify those before they happen, or if there's something that happens afterwards, how do we correct those? And, And that has worked really, really well, and we're very proud of both of our ortho nurse navigators. That seems to be like a really valuable addition if you're going to be doing those type of procedures at the volumes you're doing them. Well, that's amazing. And I know we're going to talk in a minute or two about robotics, but before we do that, I'm going to ask that we take a short pause to hear a quick word from our podcast sponsor. We'll be right back. This episode of the Advancing Surgical Care Podcast is being brought to you by National Medical Billing Services, an ASCA affiliate and leading ASC revenue cycle company that helps ASCs properly capture their revenue and maximize their cash flow in a highly compliant fashion. To learn more about National Medical Billing Services' wide range of revenue cycle services and analytics, visit nationalascbilling.com. Michael, as I mentioned before the break, I know that Mississippi Valley Health has begun to employ robotic devices in total joint procedures. What can you tell us about that experience in terms of both the learning curve for your surgical teams, as well as how this equipment can further improve the quality of the surgeries that are being performed in your facility? Mississippi Valley Surgery Center has a great story when it comes to the implementation of robotics. We started doing total joint replacements in 2007 and uh, received our uh, advanced accreditation in, in 2019. And then we recruited a new surgeon that uh, as part of that uh, recruitment said, look, I feel the future of total joint replacement is with the use of robotics. 
He was well vetted. He has vetted all of the commercially available systems out there, and there's there's several of them. You know, when I really tried to understand what this means, not only for patients, the surgery center, the physicians, the staff, turnover time, cost, all of those factors came into play. But typically end up with less tissue damage. Uh, you preserve more healthy bone by using that. The patients get a CT scan, and and it creates a, a customized approach to how the surgeon's going to do the surgery, how the robot makes the cut, and then the uh, specific implant that's implanted. And uh, along with that, there's a lot of other support that goes with that robot. Uh, we have, you know, somebody who is there just solely to operate the robot and make sure that everything is is uh, good to go with the robot, as well as the, the traditional reps that are in the room. We did a, a nice job of training and orientating our staff prior to executing, uh, implementing the robot and doing first cases. Uh, we had a surgeon that you know had almost 500 robotic cases under his belt when he came, which is a huge factor. And I think the other interesting thing to note is our what I call our senior orthopedic surgeon, who's well into his late 60s, who has done you know well over 10,000 joint replacements, has adopted this and uses this solely now, uses robotic technology because his partner came and their other partner. There's three of them that do that. They made a commitment that if we're going to make this leap into robotics, then we all need to use this. We all need to learn it and understand it and get behind it. And they all have, and it's, and it's really made for a successful robotic program at our facility. That's very impressive. And it's very interesting to hear that you can teach old surgeons new tricks. That you can. Ah, that's very cool. Michael, as we sit here at ASCA 2022 on April 28th, 2022, I think we're all hopeful that the worst of the COVID-19 pandemic is behind us and that we'll soon see a reduction in the inflationary pressures that have caused so much harm in the economy in recent months. You and I have talked a lot about hiring challenges, as well as the constant upward price pressure and lack of availability of essential medical supplies. What can you tell us about how Mississippi Valley Health is managing these difficult challenges, and whether or not you're seeing any improvement on the horizon, either in terms of staffing or the cost of the, the essential supplies and equipment you need to run your facility? Yes, uh, the uh, change uh, post-pandemic in regards to staffing and supplies has been pretty significant. We monitor that closely. Um, we saw some of our most seasoned nurses decide to retire, and it's great for them. Um, and we saw some changes in, in uh, the way other folks uh, decided they want wanted to, uh, you know, continue to progress their career. Uh, you take that in competition with a national demand for uh, uh, nurses and surgical techs and the uh, proliferation of travel nursing and, and opportunities that would pay somebody typically four or five times what they normally would make. Uh, that created some challenges as well as some opportunities for us. We really focused on culture, uh, which I think all of us need to pay you know, close attention to and ensuring that we were being competitive in our market and listening to our employees. Some of the things that you know we've done is we've shortened our OR days, uh, which uh, sometimes the surgeons don't like, but in order to ensure that everyone has this work-life balance and was uh, you know, able to recognize these changes, we shortened our, our OR days. And some of that is purely due to lack of childcare for some of our staff. Uh, others was just, um, we've you know, made a conscious decision to spend more time at home and, and uh, the pandemic uh, you know, allowed us to do some of that. And, and a lot of us really like that. So, so that's one component of it. Culture, recruitment, being competitive on your benefits. And then the next piece of, of what's going on there, obviously, is 
the access to supplies and more importantly, pharmaceuticals, national shortages, uh, significant uh, three, four time price increases on, on certain drugs that are quite frankly required in order to do surgery, really uh, put it on our materials management team and some of those folks to do a lot of searching for one, where do they get access at? And two, uh, how do we ensure best pricing? And uh, we're still battling that battle. And I don't know uh, either of those are going to change significantly moving forward. It's just this new world that we're going to live in and really have to understand um, case costing on the supply side and then um, ensuring that we are uh, recruiting and retaining uh, uh, the right people to, to do the work that is so important in our surgery centers. Yeah, a lot of work involved in that. I'm sure it makes for some long days for you, um, but you seem to be weathering them well. This has been a a, a wonderful conversation, and I I learned so much when I talk with you, Michael, and I appreciate you being on the ASC podcast again with me. Thanks. I uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk to folks and, uh, you know, explain uh, the great things that we're doing and and some of the things we're going to continue to do. Great. Before concluding, I'd also like to once again thank our podcast sponsor, National Medical, an ASCA affiliate and leading ASC revenue cycle company. To learn more, visit nationalascbuilding.com.